We had a lovely time of worship. I'm enjoying our summer series worship. It's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it's going well. Um, so this week, any notices? Not that I'm aware. We of. don't have any notices. What Enjoy. a great week! So I've got a good hour that I can talk for a little bit. That's not going to happen. Oh, I see how it is. So, uh, no notices. We've got no prayer, uh, Tuesday prayer meetings. So obviously, wait till September. Um, but there is prayer meeting on Wednesday. But there are prayer meetings on Wednesday. Look at that. That is why I need you. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, what we have got in store, though, very excitingly, is we've got our first remote baptism. Uh, in a bit, you're going to see me, uh, a little bit less beardy, uh, <laughs> interviewing um, Max Collins, who's one of our youth members, uh, who decided that during this season, uh, he wants to get baptised. And that is wonderfully it's exciting. It's a brilliant thing. And uh, baptism itself, if you, if you don't know what it's about, it's a step of obedience for us to show um, that we are committed followers of God. In fact, the Bible calls us in Matthew 28 to make disciples to teach them, to baptise them, and to send them. And baptism is a step of discipleship. It is not part of salvation, but it is a physical sign and declaration that we are saved and chosen by Jesus. And so you're going to just see uh, Max just be interviewed, go through baptism. If you're interested in baptism, uh, we'll love you to uh, message uh, Ian at, at hopechurch7oaks.org. Uh, or message the office or contact myself or someone else in the core team and we'd love to talk you through what baptism means great i think we're done we are have a great sunday have a great sunday see you later bye bye well hi church we are here at dim church beach for this smallish day where we have the privilege of taking our beloved max collins and baptizing him so as we normally do, we just want to quickly just just to share a bit of the story that we can share with you on church on Sunday. So uh, Max, you just want to take us through kind of your journey yeah. of faith a little bit? Well, I mean, I've grown up in a Christian household. I mean, my family's Christian. Mum and Dad now helping lead the church. Um, so I uh, became a Christian. It was 2013, a new day. Uh, it was, I think, the Holy Spirit night yeah. Yeah. of that year that I decided to become a Christian. So yeah, over the years, relationships grown. It's been, it's been pretty good, I would say. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I think I, well, I decided to be baptized uh, a few days ago because oh. Over the past month or two, I've been going about uni and results from school, and it's been kind of up and down. And uh, yeah, last week I found out that well, I found out that I would be going to Liverpool, and that's been well, it's been troubling finding out because results weren't as good as they I would have hoped. But yeah, it just kind of showed me that whatever happens God has a plan for me he knows where I need to go yeah. so yeah that, that kind of helped me see that yeah. and when my dad brought up the idea of being baptised I was like yeah I think now is the now is the right time to be baptised yeah. wow that's exciting so we're doing this remotely we're giving it a go um, we're going to we're going to baptise Max today and for as a church we're going to joyfully celebrate. Max, do you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? I do. 
have you repented from your sins? I have. Do you, with the help of the Holy Spirit, stand in front of him for the rest of your life? I do. Then we joyfully baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Stories of the Bible. The Israelites crossed the Jordan. This is Joshua. Joshua was the leader of the Israelites, who God would use to take his people into the promised land. Yeah, let's do it! Joshua readied his people to cross the Jordan River, which was the only thing dividing the Israelites from the land that God had promised to them. All right! Right here! Okay! They camped beside the river for three days, waiting, just as the Lord had commanded them. At this time of year, the Jordan River was flooded and flowing with so much water that it was impossible to cross on foot. And then the Lord said, let there be water. Hey, priest. Yeah. Come on. God told Joshua to tell the people that the priests would carry the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people through the water. He told the priests to step into the rushing waters. Wait, huh? And when they would do this, the waters would stop flowing. Uh, all right. And as soon as the priests did this, the water of the Jordan River did stop flowing. Yeah. And the priests stood with the Ark of the Covenant on dry ground as the Israelites crossed to the other side. God told Joshua to send 12 men from the 12 tribes of Israel to take 12 stones from the place that the priests were standing. When all this had been finished as God commanded, Joshua called the priests from the Jordan. As their feet left the Jordan River, the waters came back into place just as they had been. They brought their stones to their camp and set them as a memorial, so future generations might remember the story of how God brought his people through the Jordan River on dry ground. Hi everyone, I cannot sleep. I have to go to the dentist in three days and I'm so scared. So I thought I would catch up with all of you while everybody else is sleeping. Yes, that's Herman snoring. He snores quite often. Actually, he snores every night. Shit. Well, the reason I wanted to catch up with you was to chat about the Joshua series we're doing this summer. It has been amazing, hasn't it? So in week one, we learned about Joshua and how he was called to lead after Moses died. He was also called to be strong and courageous. The week after, we learned about Rahab and her extraordinary faith. Her faith did not only save her own life, but also that of her family. She was blessed beyond words by God. Not only did she make the hall of faith in the book of Hebrews of the Bible, but she also formed part of the lineage of Jesus. How amazing is that? I'm really looking forward to the next message on Joshua. This week, the nation of Israel reaches the Jordan River. 
they have to wait for three days before stepping out in faith to cross the river. I wonder how they must have been feeling waiting for three days. Three days? I have to wait three days for my dentist appointment. If I have the strength and courage of Joshua, the extraordinary faith of Rahab, and trust in God that he'll always be with me, I'll be able to make it. I'll be able to make the three days and I'll be able to make it through my dentist appointment. Oh, I feel so much better now. I think I'll be able to sleep now. Well, it was nice chatting to all of you. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. I can't get that right now. I'm about to go into a meeting. Am I, am I on? Am I on? Hello, people of hope. This is Faith Not Fear, reporting about some fascinating events unfolding by the Jordan Bank. In a moment, we will be crossing live to Joshua and Caleb, the only two survivors of the Jericho spy mission a while back. Now, of course, we know Joshua as a humble man who, like his mentor Moses, understands he cannot accomplish the awesome tasks before him without complete dependence on God. Joshua, are you there? Faith, hello. It's so good to see your face. Hello, Joshua and Caleb. Tell me, how's it been? Well, you know, it's been a rough 40 years. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We've been dwelling here in the desert wilderness for 40 years. 40 years. We faced unimaginable challenges here in the wilderness. So, so many dangerous threats to our kind. Danger. Many of us didn't make it. As you know, God promised Moses that the Israelites would win over the lands of Canaan. Caleb over here and I were part of the 12 spies. Mission to report back the lay of the land. There were forts and giant soldiers and powerful enemies. Well, unfortunately, the other 10 spies reported back in fear. Fear. Even worse, the people believed the reports of fear that it was going to be too difficult to win, that God's promise wasn't true. But not Caleb and I. Caleb told them. I told them we should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the people did not believe. What did it all mean, Josh? Is it okay if I call you Josh? Uh, Joshua is just fine. Um... Oh, sorry, Joshua. What did it mean for the people who didn't believe? Well, Faith, I've got to tell you, it meant that they lost their trust in God's promise and plan, which is a grave sin. A grave sin. So their faith was sealed to perish whilst wandering the desert wilderness. But now we look to tomorrow. Yes, indeed. Tomorrow is a big day, right? Kids, no, please. Come, come now, come now. Mommy's working. Guys, I told you, I'm in a meeting. Guys, come please, this is for work. 
sorry. I do apologize. It's just, you know, trying to homeschool two kids during lockdown whilst working has been crazy tough. The last four months, I mean, sure, sure, yeah, totally get that. I mean, I guess, yeah, we've been desert schooling for the past 40 years or so. Cut to the ark. Not, not that, not Noah's ark. Not Noah's ark. Okay, that's better. The ark of the covenant. This breaking news just in. The Israelites are about to cross the river Jordan. The priests are to carry the ark of the covenant into the river first. For viewers at home who don't know, the ark of the covenant is God's throne on earth. God is literally going into the dangerous waters first with his people to follow. And it's happening, just like in the Red Sea. God is Israel's protector. The water has stopped flowing and the riverbed is dry. I repeat, the riverbed is dry. As in Isaiah 43, God is saying right here, right now, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. People of Hope, thank you for joining me. This is miraculous history we've seen in the making. People are rejoicing in the name of the Lord. This is Faith Not Fear, signing off. Goodbye. Hey everybody, welcome to Hope Church Seven Oaks. My name is Herman and I'm glad you could make it. I didn't know Angela was going to go to the dentist this week. <laughs> um, by the way, I don't snore like that, right? I just don't snore like that every single night. I do snore sometimes when I go camping and stuff, but other than that, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. <laughs> um, hey, thanks for Pete and, and Marissa. What an amazing job you guys have done. Uh, wow, you, you guys are so creative. There were some interesting suspect characters in there, but I thought it was funny. I thought you did a great job to show Angie's dream. And a dream you can, you know, we all kind of dream sometimes, sometimes a little bit weird. Um, so in your dream, I thought that was great. That's exactly how Angie would have dreamt that scene probably with Lego Man and dinosaurs and all kinds of stuff. So uh, it was hilarious. So uh, thank you for that. I, I, I take the kids all loved it. So uh, well done. Hey, today we're going to talk about Joshua 3, one of my favorite scriptures. And I love this piece. Um, we're going to talk about some of the hard challenges in life, right? So that's, that's what this for me is all about. 
at the end of the day. I have no idea what your hard challenges mean for you personally. But for me, it's when I get to that point where I have no idea how I'm going to get through it. That's for me is a hard challenge. Maybe, maybe you've reached that point in lockdown. Maybe somebody has been sick in your family. Or maybe you've lost a job and you have no idea how you're going to get through to the end of the month. Or maybe you're just struggling with your relationship with your husband or your, or your wife. Or maybe your parents are struggling and you have no idea how you can get through it. Or maybe it's as simple as a test. You're waiting for a test result and you have no idea how you're going to get through to university. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, let's pray. Father God, thank you for your son, Jesus, Lord God. Lord God, thank you for your spirit, Lord God. I pray that your spirit fill me now and speak through me, Lord God. Lord, let me die to self and let your will be done in our church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Very good. So let's, let's get straight into it. Joshua 3. Now Angie gave some context already. So I'm not going to give much context. I'm sure you guys followed. But, you know, the, the nation of Israel was faced with an impossible situation. It says in the first verse that God said to them, Go and set up camp right in front of the Jordan River. Now, if that was me with the Jordan River that time of the year, I would have freaked out. Because that was a pretty long river, right? Number one. And number two... The river was overflowing. It was so broad. It was so difficult to, to get through that it was impossible to do. So I would have freaked out. And then to make it worse, in verse 2 it says, they had to wait there for three days. Now that, that would have been bizarre because I would have come up with so many interesting ways to try and cross this thing by myself, right? Um, but I believe God had a purpose here. He wanted the nation to surrender that situation to him they've come such a long way for 40 years they've learned how to rely on God and I believe God had a plan there there was there was sort of a final check mark and final final sort of test to see if they would follow the Ark of the Covenant so we're going to get into this into the story now but uh, you know God wanted them to surrender and and this this whole story also makes me think about Jesus you know this waiting of three days wow so you know, if you think about Jesus, when he went uh, to the cross, he died. And then for three days, the disciples had to wait for God. They had to wait for Jesus to be resurrected. Now, the same way Jesus surrendered death to God, the nation of Israel had to surrender the Jordan River to God. So there's a lot of similarities there. And, uh, and, I, and I love that. Eventually, God did get Jesus through death, and he did get the nation through this river. But what is it? What is your river today in your life that you're trying to cross by yourself? You know, what are those difficult things that you still think today you are going to be able to deal with? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's somebody's hurt you. Maybe somebody's hurting you, and you believe, you know what? I don't need to pray about it. I'm just going to deal with it. Maybe there's unforgiveness. Maybe there's unforgiveness for somebody in the church. Somebody must have hurt you, and you still have not gotten over it. Maybe it, you're still believing that lie, that you're not good enough, that God can't use you in church. Maybe you are ashamed of what you've done. I don't know what it is in your life, but maybe there's something there that you have not surrendered to, to God. I believe it's time today 
to allow God to cross your river. You know, 2008, 2009, I had my own Jordan River moment. We just got here from South Africa through lots of crime. We went through a robbery, uh, hijacking. My neighbor got shot, all kinds of stuff. We decided to come to the UK just before we came. I had a huge fight with my dad. We had a baby boy, like three months old. I just joined a, a job. You know, I started a job here. It was not what I expected. I was just mad at myself as well. I was angry. I was just unhappy. And, you know, our marriage was falling apart as well. And I reached a point where I could not fix my situation. I reached that point where I had no idea how God was going to get me through to the other side of my river. Maybe you are in that situation right now in your life. Maybe your marriage has reached that point where you have no idea how you're going to fix it. Maybe you've reached a point with your finances where you have no idea how you're going to get through it. So if that's you today, we are going to pray for that at the end. But let's continue with the story. It then says in the story that the priests took the Ark of the Covenant and they walked towards the River Jordan. Now the Ark of the Covenant represented God's presence on the earth. And it also says that the Israelites, the nation, followed them. They started walking behind the Ark of the Covenant, about 900 meters behind the Ark of the Covenant. I reckon they had a good view of what God was going to do in this moment. And then talks about how the priests stepped towards the water and their feet touched the water and the water stopped. God did the miracle. And as they got into the river, the river was open. There was no more water and they stood in it. The priests stood in the water. And then the nation started walking through one by one and they crossed the Jordan River. Now imagine the sea, imagine the sea standing back there 900 meters behind the Ark of the Covenant and you see how the water just disappears and dries out and God does this incredible, incredible river, you know, this incredible miracle, amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. God did all the work in this situation and he solved this impossible situation for the nation. I loved how the nation, how Israel just followed. They packed up their bags. You know, I could just imagine my own life, the kids screaming, and she was all running around with the tent, the pots and pans, you know, the dog barking, you know, going crazy. I, I, I could just imagine how much faith it was required to pack up and follow. And I believe faith is this, the answer here. You need faith to surrender your situation to God. You can't surrender your situation if you don't have the faith. You need faith. That faith is what unlocks the situation. But there's a warning here. Don't let comfort stop your progress. It's, it's getting comfortable in your own situation that can stop you from moving into the promised land. In 2009, when someone came over to me in Tesco's and said, hey, join me in my connect group, I could have so easily said, no, I'm too comfortable. You know, I'm not going to do that today. Um, and, and I was heading that way, to be quite honest. And we almost didn't do it. I almost allowed comfort to stop me from progressing into my, into my calling. I almost allowed comfort to stop my progress. I almost allowed comfort to stop 
that situation. So let me, let me encourage you. It's so easy to allow comfort to stop you. Comfort is from the enemy sometimes. And you need to be aware of it. The same way God got Israel through the river. The same way that God got Jesus through death. The same way that God fixed my heart. I believe that God can step into your situation today. But you need to put it in front of Him. And you need to surrender to Him with faith. So again, what is the situation that you want to surrender to God today? I want to pray for you right now. Father God, Lord God, I want to pray right now that your Holy Spirit come. Every single person here listening to this message, Lord God, let you touch them, Lord God. Come into them, remind them, tell them, speak to them so that they can clearly see what those situations are that they have not surrendered to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, maybe another, another prayer quickly. If you've not made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to pray for you and I want to give you that chance. You see, when sin came into the world, the relationship with God got broken. God stepped away from humanity because God is perfect. God is perfect. Sin hurts us. Sin, if I sin, it hurts someone else. It hurts someone that God made. When I, when I, when, you know, and that's not good, obviously. So somebody had to come in and live that perfect life and surrender his life and pay the price. And that's who Jesus was. Jesus was God's son. He knew from the beginning he was going to save us. So he sent his only son to come and die for us and to come and pay that price on the cross for us. God was so impressed with him that he raised him to life again. So if you believe that, the Bible says that you will live forever. You will have eternal life. So if that's you, I'm going to pray for you. So just follow what I say. Then I want you to send an email to the church and let them know that you've made a decision and then we'll connect you into the life of church. So let's start. Father God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for living my life my way, Lord God. Lord, I accept that I'm a sinner. I'm ex I accept that I need your mercy, Lord God. Lord God, I believe that Jesus died for me on that cross. I believe that Jesus was raised to life for me, Lord God. Lord God, and I choose from now on every single day to live for you and to build your church and your kingdom, Lord God. Lord God, send your spirit now and fill me so that I'm empowered and enabled to build your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Very good. So if that's you, send us an email. Hey, if you're part of our church, you would have received a, an email with the, the details to the Zoom call. Happy to chat with everybody. It's going to be awesome. Um, we've, I, I believe there's more fun and games planned for us afterwards. So please join us and uh, have a lovely day.